Welcome to the Choose You Netcast. This is Jim Langlois with the word from Joshua 24, 15. Choose you this day whom you will serve, but as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. It's my prayer that this netcast will encourage and cheer you on as we join forces to draw the line in the sand, defending our faith and our households in the resurrection power of Jesus. Join me each weekday as we dig deeply into God's amazing word and bring up the rich treasures of his blessings. Are you ready? Choose you this day. Whom you will serve. But that's for me and my house, me and my house, me and my house. I said, choose you this day, whom you will serve. But that's for me and my house, me and my house, me and my house. Good morning, Networld, and thank you for tuning in. As we continue in the Family Bible Revolution, an end-time message for His generational blessing. And out of the five essentials, we're studying number one, which is family worship. And concerning family worship, J.W. Alexander, who lived from 1804 to 1859 in a book, A Theology of Family, he stated, The Christians began and closed the day with prayer. Before meals, before the bath, they prayed. For as Tertullian says, the refreshment and nourishment of the soul must precede the refreshment and nourishment of the body, the heavenly before the earthly. He also said, it was not merely at noon and in time of their meals that the primitive Christians read the word of God and sang praises to his name. At an early hour in the morning, the family were assembled. When a portion of scripture was read from the Old Testament, which was followed by a hymn and a prayer in which thanks were offered up to the Almighty for preserving them during the silent watches of the night and for his goodness and permitting them to meet in health of body and soundness of mind. And at the same time, his grace was implored to defend them amid the dangers and temptations of the day, to make them faithful to every duty and enable them in all respects to walk worthy of their Christian vocation. In the evening before retiring to rest, the family again assembled. When the same form of worship was observed as in the morning with this difference, that the service was considerably protracted beyond the period which could conveniently be allotted to it in the commencement of the day. Joel R. Beek, A Theology of the Family, quoted Matthew Henry as saying that the morning family worship is especially a time of praise and of petition for strength for the day and for divine benediction on its activities. The evening worship should focus on thankfulness, penitent reflections, and humble supplications for the night. Charles Haddon Spurgeon, in A Theology of the Family, said, Happy is the household which meets every morning for prayer. Happy are they who let not the evening depart without uniting in supplication. Brethren, I wish it were more common. I wish it were more universal with all professors of religion to have family prayer. We sometimes hear of the children of Christian parents who do not grow up in the fear of God, and we are asked how it is that they turn out so badly. In many, very many cases, I fear there is such a neglect of family worship that it is not probable that the children are all impressed by any piety supposed to be possessed by their parents. Wow! Family worship is true discipleship. The Bible says much about teaching and speaking. In Deuteronomy 11.19, it says, You shall teach them to your children, speaking of them, when you sit in your house, when you walk by the way, 
when you lie down, and when you rise up. Let's look into the original Hebrew words. The word teach is L-A-M-A-D, lamad, and in Deuteronomy 5.1, lamad is used of learning God's laws. It says, Hear, O Israel, the statutes and judgments which I speak in your ears this day, that you may learn them and keep them and do them. Obviously, this word teach is not an unplanned event without purpose. It's clear that it includes the persons of an instructor and a student. It's a verb describing the action of instruction with the goal of learning. Speaking is the Hebrew word dabar, D-A-B-A-R. It is simply referring to verbal communication. When we put the two words together, teach and speaking, we could say teaching them by speaking of them, or in its fullness it could be said speaking of them with the purpose of instruction so the student may learn them, keep them, and do them. We see this is not just an arbitrary communication, but one with forethought, planning, and purpose. Now, we are beginning to see exactly what family worship is all about. Not just to learn about the truths in God's Word, but also to keep them and do them. It's about discipleship. Concerning family worship, J. H. Merle de Bon, who lived from 1794 to 1872 in A Theology of Family, said, Public worship is often too vague and general for children and does not sufficiently interest them As to the worship of the closet, they do not yet understand. A lesson learned by rote, if unaccompanied by anything else, may lead them to look upon religion as a study like those of foreign languages or history. Here, as everywhere, and more than elsewhere, example is more effectual than precept. I'm going to say that again. Here, as everywhere, and more than elsewhere, example is more effectual than precept. They are not merely to be taught out of some elementary book that they must love God, but you must show them God is loved. If they observe that no worship is paid to that God of whom they hear, the very best instruction will prove useless, but by means of family worship, these young plants will grow like a tree planted by the rivers of water that brings forth his fruit in his season. His leaf shall also not wither, quoting Psalms 1-3. Your children may leave the parental roof, but they will remember in foreign lands the prayers of the parental roof, and those prayers will protect them. If any, says the scriptures, have children or nephews, let them learn first to show piety at home, quoting 1 Timothy 5.4. In the message version, 1 Timothy 5.4 says, religion begins at their own doorstep. The Living Bible quotes it as, kindness should begin at home. The New Living Translation says their first responsibility is to show godliness at home. And J.H. Merle de Bon again says in A Theology of Family, And what delight, what peace, what real happiness a Christian family will find in erecting a family altar in their midst and in uniting to offer up sacrifice unto the Lord. Oh, what new grace and life piety gives to a family. In a house where God is forgotten, there is rudeness, ill humor, and vexation of spirit. Without the knowledge and the love of God, a family is but a collection of individuals who may have more or less natural affection for one another, but the real bond, the love of God our Father in Jesus Christ our Lord, is wanting. 
Oh, how many troubles, how many cares there are in bosoms of families. Domestic piety will prevent all these evils. It will give perfect confidence in that God who gives food to the birds of the air. It will give true love towards those with whom we have to live. Not an exacting, sensitive love, but a merciful love which excuses and forgives like that of God himself. Not a proud love, but a humble love accompanied by a sense of one's own faults and weaknesses. Not a fickle love, but a love unchangeable as eternal charity. Wow, those are powerful words of wisdom. Let me quote him again. He says, Here as everywhere and more than elsewhere, example is more effectual than precept. They are not merely to be taught out of some elementary book that they must love God, but you must show them God is loved. Yes, but you must show them God is loved. But how? Well, by teaching and speaking of them when you sit in your house, when you walk by the way, when you lie down and when you rise up, evening and morning. Remember, example is more effectual than precept. Remember the words, do as I say and don't do as I do? This is not what the Hebrew teach and speak is implying. We are to be examples in daily life. 1 Peter 5.3 says, Not as being lords over those who entrusted you, but by being examples to the flock. The master of the house is also the shepherd of the home. The fivefold ministry gifts, apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, and teachers, mentioned in Ephesians 4.11-12, are not the shepherds of the home. The master of the house is. They are the under-shepherd, under-Christ, to care for, feed, and protect their household. When I think of the term, when I rise up, I'm going to be giving God glory and honor and thanksgiving for another day of grace, faith, and the opportunity for good works of love. When I think of the term, when I'm sitting in my house, I should be in peace, trusting he supplies all our needs by his riches and glory. When I walk by the way, I should be observing life through the eyes of faith and the wisdom of the word enabling me to face all life's challenges with victory in his name. And when I lie down, I should be in true humility thanking him for his greatness, mercy, sweet sleep, and looking forward to another day in serving him. My family needs not only to hear my faith, but to see my faith also. Words without actions are fruitless. Faith without works is dead. Quoting James 2.20, And James 2.18 says, But someone will say, If you have faith and I have works, show me your faith without your works, and I will show you my faith by my works. This is true discipleship and evangelism, true fatherhood, motherhood, master of the house, teaching, speaking, and mentoring. It must be discipleship at every moment. Even if a mistake is made by the father or master of the house, Repentance or an apology to the family is one of the best forms of honesty, transparency, and discipleship. What does it show? It shows that God is loved. Yes, we are the ones that need to show them that God is loved. This cannot be faked. No matter how good we are at acting, our hypocrisy will be evident, and our teaching and speaking will be worth nothing. Nada zippo. John fourteen fifteen. It says, if you love me, keep my commandments. John fourteen twenty four. he who does not love me does not keep my words. And the word which you hear is not mine, but the father's who sent me. And first John five, three, for this is the love of God, that we keep his commandments. 
and his commandments are not burdensome. You see, we can tell our family God loves them all day long, but what really makes a difference is when they can see that God is loved. Matthew Henry says in A Theology of Family, Would you keep up your authority in your family? You cannot do it better than by keeping up religion in your family. If ever a master of a family looks great, truly great, it is when he's going before his house in the service of God and presiding among them in holy things. Then he shows himself worthy of double honor when he teaches them the good knowledge of the Lord and is their mouth to God in prayer, blessing them in the name of God. What should we be teaching and speaking? In our mission statement for our church, the Master's House, we include 12 words, prayer, praise and worship, the word and the spirit, faith, love and giving, fellowship and servanthood, evangelism and discipleship. And we're just about out of time. So that's where we'll begin tomorrow with our mission statement for our church. Twelve words that are very important for us to teach our family and our children. Mark your calendars, set your clock, and tune in next time as we continue in establishing the Family Bible Revolution, an end-time message for His generational blessing. I call you blessed. You have been listening to the Choose You Netcast with Jim Langlois. If you have enjoyed this program, you can find out more about Jim Langlois Ministries on the Master's House website at tmhnow.org. That's tmhnow.org. On the media tab, you can listen to many more messages, subscribe to my daily devotional emails, and follow the link to my blog site. If you'd like to write me or become a financial partner with this ministry, my address is the Master's House, Post Office Box 1568, Mechanicsville, Virginia, 23116. That's the Master's House, Post Office Box 1568, Mechanicsville, Virginia, 23116. Online donations can also be made at tmhnow.org, and my email address is pastorjim at tmhnow.org. This is Jim Langlois saying be blessed, you and your whole household. Until next time. Choose you this day, but that's for me and my house, me and my house, me and my house.